He's Dusty. And he's Bob. And this is the Dusty and Rusty Show. I went by Tim Tomlinson's, I think it was yesterday afternoon, and he's building a new chicken volary, he calls it, a volary. What's a volary? Well, uh, I guess where he comes from, it's uh, it's what they call chicken coops, or hen houses, or chicken barns, or bantam bungalows, or whatever you want to call them. They call them volaries. How come they just don't call them chicken coops? I don't know. I said, I, I asked him, I said, what, why do you call it a bolory? And he said, that's just what they've always called it. I said, but chicken coop makes a lot more sense because you coop up the chickens and they can't get out and they're chickens. So it's a chicken coop, cooped up chicken. Yeah. Who ever heard of bolorizing a chicken? Yeah. I mean, it it, it almost sounds some like some sign like they put, maybe they put those electric headsets on the chickens and. And, and makes them into zombies or something. That's what it sounds like, volary. I thought that's what they done to tars and wheels. They volarized them. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's where it comes from. So maybe they put these chickens on wheels, and so when they lay the eggs, they can just spin the wheel around, pick up the eggs. They don't have to walk. You, you a genius. You know that? Well, we'll have to go by and see once he gets it built. We'll go see what this volary is about. But I told him, you know, I prefer calling it a hen house myself, even though there's no kitchen or bedroom or anything like that. Still, this the thought of the hens having their own house just makes me feel better. Well, I ain't got no bathroom but my house, and I don't feel bad about it. I got the little brown shack out back, but so why is a chicken better than me? Well, just imagine a chicken wakes up in the middle of the night, has to use the bathroom. They go outside to the little chicken outhouse. That's where the wolf's going to be. He's going to be sitting there waiting for them to come out because they got to go to the bathroom. So it makes more sense for them to have indoor plumbing so they can just stay in the house at night and not get at by wolves. I never think about it that way. And that bowlery, got, it, it got a chicken bathroom in it? I don't know. We have to go over to Tim Tomlinson and see what, what he's built. I mean, I told him about the hen house and he seemed to think that was a good idea. But then I told him about the chicken barn, and he was like, well, you're going to have him live in a barn or a house? I said, well, it's called the same thing, Tim. I mean, I think he's a city feller. <laughs> I really do. But anyway, I told him with the chicken barn, you know, the chickens each got their own little roosting spot, and they lay eggs in there, and you can walk around, and, and they're safe enough from uh, wolves and such. I hear that he come from Chicago. Oh, from Chicago? That that could be. Maybe that's where they they call they call them voleries up in Chicago. I think kind of fun word to say, volary. Volary. You're right. That we ought to open up a uh, I don't know a sandwich place and call it Dusty and Rusty's Volary. We ain't gonna have chickens. Well, I didn't say chicken volary. I said Rusty and Dusty's volary. See, only people that know what it means is Tim Thomas and you and me. So he he may think it's some kind of chicken coop type thing, but we know better. And people ask us, we can say it's magic. What are we gonna serve there though? Are we gonna have some kind of special food? Well, I think that would be best. I think that what we probably ought to do is, you know, all the cow feed and all the chicken feed. That's used in these parts? Uh-huh. Okay, so the chickens and the cows, they'll eat the feed. 
and it's got special chemicals in it that yeah and so if you eat one of those chickens that's at that then you get those vitamins and and those minerals so i think we ought to cut out the middle cow and the middle chicken and just go direct to serving our own food with that chemical in it to the Dusty and Rusty Show, where old geezers talk real serious-like. Where can we get the chemical at? From the feed? Uh, I guess you figured out how we're going to get it out of the feed, huh? Or do we feed the people cow food? Well, we just mash it up. You put it in mashed potatoes and then claim it's pepper. You could put it in stew and they'd never even notice it was there. You could put it in their eggs and say it's a garnish. They won't even know what that means. And it's going to be Dusty and Rusty Volary. Or Volary Eating Place or something. I don't know. We think a fancy name off like that. but That does sound fancy, don't it? Yeah. Heck, we could even wear our, our Sunday suits and stuff and serve people. Can I wear one of them their chef's hats? Yeah. Can Marcy Ray come to work for us? Well, yeah. That'd be fine. We put a bag on her head so she wouldn't scare off all our customers. You know, you tell me she's not that good looking, but I think most everybody around town thinks she got a pretty smile. Yeah, that one tooth really sticks out, don't it? Yeah, well, I mean, at least she keeps that one tooth brush nice and bright and shiny. You darn near blind yourself. She uses Braso as toothpaste. Braso? Oh, for brass. B-R-A-S-I-O. Brasio. Yeah. Well, that just, that just gives her a smiley shine. Yeah. Ain't nobody notices her cauliflower ear. Yeah, I thought at first it was uh, broccoli. No, she gets that hung on her tooth. She she won't eat broccoli. Oh, she won't? Uh-uh. It's kind of weird sitting in, sitting in there in the cafe, and she's got this piece of broccoli hanging from her tooth, and she's talking to you. It kind of makes her go, whatever she talks. Why is it that only green stuff sticking in people's teeth is what matters? I mean, if you get, you know, purple cabbage or a white onion or something like that, it's never as noticeable. It's always the green stuff. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I'm sure Pappy had a good reason. Pappy never did talk about that because Pappy didn't have no teeth. Like you say, it's only the green stuff. How many times have you seen a person with a carrot piece of carrot stuck in their teeth. Right. i never I, seen it. I was going to say maybe a rabbit. Well, I, I've never got real close and personal with real rabbits, but I mean, you know, the Bugs Bunny cartoons, and you never see no ca- carrot hanging out his mouth. No. Now, Pappy did have something to say about those, though. About rabbits? Yeah. Or carrots? Well, it had to do with rabbits and carrots. He said, don't ever put galoshes on your horse. Don't never put galoshes on your horse yeah don't you see the correlation there uh actually yeah i don't that's probably why pappy never told me these things because he knew i would never understand them it takes some pretty deep thunking the only saving grace is i know when you out with something like that that i don't understand that sometime in the next eight months it's all going to make sense to me it's like that feller on tv used to say you must listen with your ears, grasshopper. Grasshoppers don't got ears. Don't you know that for a fact? Yeah, I do. Because I tried blowing in one of their ears once, and they just look at me like, what are you trying to do? I don't want to ask why you was trying to blow into a grasshopper's ear. Well, 
it wasn't so much that I was trying to blow in his ear. I was trying to blow him off my hand. And I happened to hit him in the head. And he just reared back and looked at me and liked to embarrass me right there in front of Ellie Mae. You still seeing her? Well, I was at the time. But then she said I was mean to grasshoppers and left, so. Me, I recollect her having to find us for uh, insects and stuff like that. Hey there, my name's Rusty. And my name's Dusty. We got us a podcast on the internet. Yeah, it's a talk show. It's a weekly 15-minute talk show. Yeah, so you can listen on your way to work in the morning. Or at night after work. Or on a bus ride. Or even while you're milking the cows. Hmm, I'm not too sure about that one, Dusty. Yeah, it might make some cows give sour milk, huh? Now we're going to do another mailbag moment. Dear Dusty and Rusty, someone told me if I planted my peas too close to my carrots, they might not grow. Is that true? Signed, Alarmed Gardener. Dear Alarmed Gardener, a bunch of a bunch of people made this mistake in the past. It, it it's not it's not critical. You can have them as close as you want, but what you end up growing is parrots. Is that where they come from? That's where they come from. They're a mixture of peas and carrots. Parrots. Hey out there in Radio Land, this is Tim Burker from Burker's Fancy Pants Clothes Store. We got underpants, we got work pants, we got play pants. This week only, Bermuda shorts are half off. Blue jeans and parachute pants, $2.99 per square foot. We got work pants and slacks, $5.99 per pound. So come on and load up. You gotta hurry down because the sale ends on Friday. Dusty and Rusty Bolivary. You're the smart one of the bunch. Well, there's a difference. you got to understand there, Dusty. There's a difference between smartness and intelligence in, in, uh, and book learning. You see, with book learning, you can only read... What's the difference? I'm glad you asked. You see, with book, <laughs> the difference... <laughs> with book learning, the difference is you read the words and you memorize them and then you spout them back. With 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 real with real smarts, you figure stuff out on your own, and you figure your own way to say it. You see. Uh huh. I bet you that's why them fellers write their books on how to do stuff, ain't it? I, I bet it is because they figure it out, and then it becomes somebody else's problem when they read the book and they memorize the stuff and just spout it back out without even thinking. Is you that smart? No, I ain't. I, I mean, I can figure out some stuff, but uh, a lot of it just puzzles me, and I just make it up as I go along. I just. Uh, I come up with something, and if I'm wrong later, I'll go back and, and, and say it different. Like that old Aesop guy, you know, he said one bird in a hand is worth uh, two in the bushes. And I thought, no, no, if I can get them two out of the bushes, I'm going to go get them two out of the bushes. You know, people spout off a bird in a hand is worth two in the bush. And I'm like, no, it ain't. You go get the other two birds, you dumb fool. Why are you standing there? That'd give you, uh, what? I'd give you four birds. Well, yeah, well, I'll give you three birds because you got one in your hand and you go and get the other two, that'd be three. And then you get three birds. That's better than two. I mean, pigeons don't taste that good. So if it's three pigeons, it's, it ain't worth nothing. Uh, one, two, four. No, no, three comes after four. That's what I said. One, two, four, three. There, so it's three because that's the last number you said. See, it's real simple once you get the hang of it.
You sure you didn't get some of that there college in there? You was talking way above my head. Well, you know what? Every time I go to Doc Adams' office, I always read the magazines he's got there, and I pick some of it up from them. Ah, you cheat. Well, you cheating. I know how to pull a tooth if I need be. (laughs) That's valuable. Can you imagine being out in the woods? It's deer season. You're up in the tree, and all of a sudden, your hunting buddy gets a real powerful toothache. Yeah. What are you going to do? Say, okay, we'll go home. No, you ain't going to go home. You're going to stay there and you're going to get some deer. But first, you're going to go extract his tooth in the field and he'll feel better and you'll feel better and you'll probably get an eight-point buck. Yeah, because nothing comes past deer hunting. That's right. I still feel guilty about not going to Uncle Charlie's funeral. Why do you feel guilty? Because it was deer season, but I was supposed to be a pole bar, but they got little dinky Phillips to take my place. And, you know, dinky's only about three foot two. So everybody else was walking it with Uncle Charlie at waist height. Dinky had to hold his arms up in there. Well, but he survived it. That's the important thing. And then the other important thing is that you continued the tradition that Uncle Charlie said of never interrupting a hunting season. This is true. I'm glad you, my brother, you know all these things. I'd almost say you smarter than Pappy. I don't know about that. He got a lot of sayings. I don't understand nothing. It's all in how you look at it, brother. Well, I usually look at it so that the words is going left to right and uh, pages is going from top to bottom. See, you got to think what they call out of the box. You got to read from the bottom up and backwards. Well, I do occasionally do that. You know, if I'm reading like a murder mystery novel, I'll read the back end first, see who done it, and then read the rest of the book. Yeah. What happens if I uh, have an accident? I'm in the hospital for a few weeks and I can't get to the book. At least I already know who did it. You know, some of this starting to make sense to me. That's a scary thought. <laughs> I'm Dusty. And I'm Rusty. And, and this, this has been, been the Dusty and Rusty, Rusty Show. Show.